Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. If we say, he that believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water is the promise. But what we need to do is believe. If we say, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. We are seeing the promise, and we are seeing what we need to do. Now, many of us will have that understanding that we are in the position of peace because our soul is saved. But I'm telling us that there are things that we need to do to sustain our peace. And that's what we want to look at today together very briefly in a couple of minutes. God help us. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. The Bible says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Some other translation will say that it keeps his tongue from deceitful speech. Let him eschew evil and let him do good. Let him seek peace and let him ensue it. Can we look at that in another translation, maybe NKJV or Amplified? It will say, let him seek peace and pursue it. So we are looking at how do we pursue peace? How do we pursue peace? Now, I can define peace uh, as, you know, having the presence of God in the midst of concerns and challenges. And the Bible would also define peace, as we would see here, as you see that in the bracket. Say, let him turn away from wickedness and shun it. Let him do right. Let him search for peace. You see it, it says harmony. So it's a state of harmony. Undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. Many times we find ourselves in this position at our workplace, whereby we have moral conflict. We have two decisions to make, and we have to make the right one. So I'm telling us today that we need to pursue and go after peace. Now, before we go on to that, I want us to know that this peace that we are talking about is in Christ. And whoever does not have Christ cannot have this peace. So first thing is to know that the Bible talks about two types of peace. Peace with God and peace of God. Now, anyone that is an unrepentant sinner does not have peace with God, first of all. And that's a slightly different type of peace that the Bible shows us. So this peace is given to us when we are justified from our sins. Now, Romans 5.1 talked about that. Romans 5. Verse 1 says, therefore being justified by faith, can we go to KJV? Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the peace that comes, that frees us from all sin. Now we know that Jesus Christ went on the grave for us so that our sins can be forgiven. The Bible says that in Hebrews 9.22, without the remission, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says it as well. It says that for whom knew no sin became sin for us, that we in him, we can live a life of righteousness. So that is what Jesus Christ did for us, and he did so so that we can have that peace with God. Without the 
forgiveness of sins, there is no peace with God. In fact, God is not at peace with any unrepentant sinner. Let nobody deceive us. Anyone that is in iniquity, God is not at peace with that person. Hebrews 1, uh, Habakkuk 1, 12 to 13. Habakkuk 1, 12 to 13 says, He cannot behold iniquity. It is not in his nature. He is a pure God. He is a holy God. He cannot behold it. So if there is anyone amongst us that is still dealing with iniquity, and when we say iniquity, we might look at it as someone who is what? Um, maybe doing something like fornication and adultery. But I want us to look at Psalms chapter 10, verse 2 to 4. Psalm chapter 10, verse 2 to 4. Because the Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked. Now, who is the wicked? Are we talking about the wicked as somebody who will maybe commit adultery or someone that kills? But the Bible is saying here, the wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in devices that, have, that they have imagined. For the wicked boasted of his heart's desire and blessed the covetous whom the Lord abhorred. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Look at the definition of the wicked here. So, if there is anyone that will not seek God, and God is not in his thoughts, it is time to rethink. Because you are not at peace with God. So that is the first kind of peace. But, there is also the second kind of peace, which is the peace of God. And this is derived and maintained through our trust in Jesus. And this is the peace that Jesus Christ described in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 39. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 49. So there is no time, but what I want us to notice there is that this type of peace will mostly come by our faith. Now when we look at verse 39 or verse 40, you know, after Jesus Christ has rebuked the wind in verse 39 and said, peace, be still. I mean, they were worrying. They were all over the place. He was sleeping. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a what? A great calm. Now, in verse 40, you will see that it says that, it said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So this type of peace comes when we understand that by faith is how we can have that peace. Now, before Jesus Christ left the world, he gave us this type of peace. Uh, and this type of peace is different from worldly peace. John 14 verse 27 talks about that. John 14 verse 27. It talks about that. It says, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So God gave us this peace by himself when he was living. When someone is living or when someone is dying, what do they do? They leave inheritance. They leave their best legacy for, for, for you. And that is what Jesus Christ left for us, peace. And not only this, this is wrapped in the Holy Spirit because... When he was leaving, he said, it is expedient that I leave so that the Holy Spirit will come. Because if I don't, he will not come. So he left so that the Holy Spirit will come. 
And that's how we have this peace. Galatians 5.22 talked about this, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Um, those are what I want us to, us to understand in terms of introduction, but time is up. I wanted to talk about the characteristics of the peace of God, and that is what we should do to pursue peace, because there are seven characteristics we want to look at as the characteristics of the peace of God, and what we should do for each characteristics. Number one, we know that peace is a language spoken by God. Uh, when we look at Psalm 85, verse 8, the Bible says that, you know, this was the time of challenges between Absalom and David. And when God saw, saw them through that challenge, David spoke about this in, in verse 8. He said that, I will hear what the Lord God will speak, for he will speak peace, verse 8, to his people. Verse 8, he will speak peace to his people. So this is a language of God. Peace is a language of God. And it is something that we need to learn to hear, understand, and we also have to speak it as part of the kingdom. Another characteristic is, it's, of course, is a gift. It's our inheritance. We must take it by faith. Not every gift that has been given to us uh, is just going to come. We have to pursue peace. We saw it in First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. Now, peace is also a kingdom culture. Uh, that is what happens in the things of God. Again, we say it's a language of God. So when God speaks, he brings peace. One of the biggest questions we see in the Christendom is how do I know that God has answered my prayer or God is answering my prayer? It will be peaceful. It will come with peace. It will be wrapped with peace because when you hear God and God speaks, it wraps it with peace. And it's kingdom culture, like we said in uh, Romans 14, verse 17, the Bible talks about, uh, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Another characteristic is that peace is internal. It's not external. not determined by the things that are out around us. Now, psychologists will call that locus of control. Your ability to, uh, the belief that you have control of circumstances around you. It can be internal, it can be external. If it's internal, you are the type of person that believes that you have control of situations. If it's external, you are the type of person that believes that situations around you control you. Now, this type of locus of control, psychologists will tell you that the internal is more associated with less stress and health. Whereas the external are those that believe that circumstances around them determine their, uh, their life. And it's the same thing with peace. Peace is an internal state of harmony, uh, freedom from fears. It's not determined by the money we have, the houses we achieve. As a matter of fact, those that have more money sometimes have more problems and more things to think about. And those that have big houses, we have a lot of places to clean. We are cleaning every time. So it comes with challenges. Uh, so th that's how it is. Even jobs. I tell you in this Canada, when you advance in job, there's more things to do. There's more things to do. So when you are praying for those things and you are sharing testimonies, know that you will face some challenges and that gives you growth. Now peace comes, uh, uh, peace comes from God. It is not comprehensible. A natural mind cannot receive the things of the spirit. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. 
That is what the Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14. And we know that the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 7 that the peace of God, which passes all understanding. We can't understand it with our natural mind. So it comes from God. It is not comprehensible, yet it is our portion. It is our inheritance. Why do I say that? We see a lot of the evidence is here. We see a lot of us, we have what we are dealing with, but yet we come here, we praise God, we fellowship, we are at peace, but it's not like we don't have anything we are dealing with. We are dealing with something, but the, what we have to do is never lose sight of his presence. Never lose sight of his presence. I think I have to honor time, but I'll leave us with one particular area of the scripture, and it's Philippians 4, verse 9. Philippians 4, verse 9. Philippians 4, verse 9 says, These things that you have heard, that you have received, that you have seen, says, Do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That is what I want us to go with. Pursue peace. Pursue the Prince of Peace. Do, Reverend Oix came and talked to us about a lot of things. We have learned here. We have received. What are we doing? The blessing is in the doing. Be a doer. Say to somebody, say, be a doer. Be a doer. Without the doing, there is no blessing. Follow through on what we receive, what we hear, what we learn. Follow through on it. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. I just want us to say that quick prayer and say, Father, I commit myself into your hand. The grace to be a doer, I receive in the name of Jesus. The grace to be a doer, Father, release upon me in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, the grace to do, not to be a hearer only. James 1.25 says it. It says that, it says, He that look into the perfect law of liberty and continue daring, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, he shall be blessed in what he does. It says in verse 22 of James chapter 1 that, brethren, don't be hearers only, but be doers. Don't deceive yourselves. Brethren, I've come to us to tell us that this peace, we must seek and pursue it. How? By seeking the prince of peace. By staying in the place where peace is guaranteed. Peace without any form of consequences or health issues. Peace in our health peace in our career, peace in our, in, in our homes, peace in all areas of our lives. I decree over us, that is our portion. Father, we give you glory and honor. Let this word be amplified in our hearts. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.